And we are back live, beating John just a little bit. Um, welcome to a new episode of More Than Dice. Kathy, what number are we on? You know? You remember? Remember? Like 89? 90? Uh, I, I was gone last week, so now I'm like, I'm lost. Uh, I'm one job! I know, it's my one, my one and only job. I mean, that, well, that's the story of my life oh. right there. <laughs> so, um, welcome to episode, Kathy? Uh, 89, 90. John? That's me. What episode are we on? That's not my job. <laughs> we're on 89. Are you sure we're on 89? I'm sure we're on 89. Because you felt like it was 90, right? That's what I'm saying. Could be either. But he uh, says it's I, 89, I, 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 so... He's, he seems Unless pretty reliable. Unless someone mislabeled yesterday, last week's episode with uh, Jackie, it's uh, it's eighty nine because that was eighty eight. Yeah, eighty nine. So unless somebody <clears throat> Gonzo mislabeled it, no, we're on that. actually, uh, we are actually episode ninety right now because you mislabeled last week's episode. Yeah, yeah I did. He says it's ninety. Yep, yeah, it is ninety. I actually did oh. mislabel uh, last week's episode on YouTube. <laughs> you had one job, Gonzo. <laughs> no, I have like 70 jobs. <laughs> I have like That's 70 weird. jobs. You have like 70 jobs. I have like one job. <laughs> so you yeah, I did. I one probably... small job. And I was right. It was either 89 or 90. Yeah. And oh. it was both, apparently. Oh, yeah, it is episode 90. Um, let's go ahead and start it's off. I think Captain Mizzy is here to keep track of these things for us. Yeah, we don't have to do that. And, and don't pimp us around. Uh, I appreciate that, Captain Mizzy. You go around and always let people know when we're on. She does. She's kind of nice like that. She helps us out. Uh, welcome to episode 90 of More Than Dice, where we're going to talk about, uh, Kathy's going to discuss her, uh, Gen Con experience. We will, we will all discuss my Gen Con experience. Yep. But you're going to give us your point of view. We're going to talk about the painting competition that was held at Gen Con and some of the, and I put quotations across, controversy behind it. Um, uh, we're going to talk about the future of More Than Dice. I am going to give a review of Phoenix Dawn Command. But before we do all of that, we need to talk about a few things. We need to talk about our sponsors. We need to thank um, Muse on Minis for hosting us and putting our podcast out there to the world. Uh if you like Muse on Mini stuff, make sure you use the uh, promotional code more than dice, all one word. You'll get 10% off your order. If you don't like their stuff, still go on there, buy some stuff, and use our code. Make it cheaper. Yes, it makes it easier. And we, we, we get a small kickback from that, of course. So, I mean, we appreciate it if you do, uh, if you use that code. We've got to thank Tectonic Crest Studios, Dan the Man, uh, for giving us uh, some stuff to give away on the podcast. We always appreciate it. Uh, I know last week that we were going to talk about giving out. Uh, Mechanica Studios Legion Tray and we didn't do it because there was just a lot of stuff going on that was uh, just a little bit too we didn't want to get buried that's why I didn't post yeah. it it's better going to be a slower week this week to put that stuff because that's going to take place on Facebook is it not Gonzo? it will take place on Facebook uh, Chris is going to give away one of his new Legion Trays uh, Legion X-Wing Trays and we will uh, do the contest uh, on Facebook only so you have to go there and comment. So jump over on Facebook and uh, give us a, a like and a follow or whatever. Um, but I also need to talk about something else. Uh, I was approached uh, last week from a gaming convention up in uh, Massachusetts called ArmorCon. Uh, for people that don't know, ArmorCon is their first year doing a convention. They used to do Focus and Fury 
uh, and they did it as a charity event. And so they're still doing it as a charity event. Um, you can find them on Facebook, Google them, whatever you need to. Um, they are, they were looking for some sponsors and some help to get like their, uh, their name out there because their charity event is called Handsome Dan. Uh, Handsome Dan is a charity event to help, uh, dogs that were in fighting rings or whatever. Uh, so they rehome and take care of and rescue fighting dogs, Aww. uh, which is that, which as me as a dog lover is a very important charity to me. Mm-hmm. Um, not that, you know, anybody else would disagree with that, but, um, mm-hmm. so we decided we would help them out. And so we donated some of our more than dice items to them. Um, Chris donated another Legion tray. Um, we also, as for Warfare Weekend, we gave them a wild card event uh, for all of our War Machine horse players. You know what that means. You can go there, play in the wild card, earn some more points, uh, get some stuff going. Uh, their event page should be up pretty soon. Um, but make sure you go on and check them out. They're on Facebook. Um, Google them. What are they called? Armorcon. Armor Armorcon. You have a the link OU. that you can put in the chat. Because yeah, John- Armorcon brings up not them. It's Armorcon. A R M O U R C O N. Oh, it's English. The English Res- version. <laughs> Respect English. those guys. They have a good a good cause there. Change fucking name. There's <laughs> already something else out there called ArmorCon. It involves exactly what you'd think. Yeah. Well, this one is Armor with an O-U. Um, and so, of course, we're going to help them out and give them a little bit of kickback and try to you know promote them a little bit more. Um they uh, they've done quite a bit. Just a small group. That's the first time doing a convention. So actually, him and the the team and I were talking. Yeah, the team and I were actually um, were reminiscing about what it's like to do a convention. Um, so uh, make sure that you know you give them a shout out. Go check them out. Give them a follow and a like on their Facebook page. Uh, if you're in that area, go to the convention. They've got it pretty. They've got a pretty good deal. For people, um, they've got plenty of games, uh, and they're going to do donate some of their proceeds to the charity, which I think is a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so help them out, shake a high, do what you need to. Um, so other than that, John, what you drinking tonight? Uh, well, in addition to the Jim uh, uh, Beam Fire mixed with uh, Dr Pepper, I have some Jim Beam Peach to try out in a shot glass. And Kathy. I'm drinking uh, the remnants of the bottle of Bumbu rum from the Bumbu Rum Company, B-U-M-B-U. Oh, I thought you said Bumbu. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty bottle. It's, I don't know if you can see that, but yeah. it's pretty. Bumbu. And, uh, oh my God, it's like butterscotch. It's It's got so much crazy flavor. That's amazing. Yeah, Baneon knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm having another Dragon's Milk, so I'm just trying to get through the rest of these bottles. Um, do we need to do any shout-outs from, uh, for anybody that we need that I know of? I know that somebody did just pass Not that I know of. Oh, my mind just went to horrible places. Don't mind me. Uh, just people we don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Yeah like that so but okay um nothing right there um other than that we'll we'll thank all of our uh all of our listeners and followers and the people that show up every sunday to participate in the chat and keep us company while we talk about nonsense 
Absolutely. So, you know. So, uh, with that, guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For everybody that listens on all the different platforms, because I think I now we are under 15 different platforms now, guys. Because Too I just, many to name. So, thank <laughs> you all many. for finding us and joining us. Yeah, we've, we're on quite a few platforms now. So, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. We appreciate everybody that comes and listens. Um, be safe out there. Take care of each other. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. oh my god, this is so good. Damn, that's good beer. <laughs> that's really good beer. Um, I'm going to switch over to the paint can. I'd just like to say thank you, Trevor, for um, leaving this with me to take care of when you went back to Alaska. So, that's all. Really. I'm going to switch over to paint can because... Uh, I'm going to be working on preacher is now following. Yeah. We got to, we, we get our Facebook follows on here too. Hopefully that'll go away pretty soon. Uh, in, in my experience, it sometimes just lasts forever until you shut off the, uh, the following thing, which is entirely, this looks like that's going to be like that. There's going to be a little zombie All right, I just running it off. across the screen. Oh, look, I'm upside down in the chat window here. Let me fix that too. <laughs> No one else. No, no, no. No, no, I think that's perfect for you. It is okay, really it's perfect for me. Let's flip that over. Okay, um, let's talk about something else before we get to Kathy's because there's something cool that's happening with the More Than Dice podcast. All right. um, I have been in talks with a couple of other podcasts, um, specifically, excuse me, three, uh, three podcasts that I've been talking to. Uh, one. Yet to be named and still working on their stuff. Uh, the podcast Tap In and the Minor Minority Report. Um, if you follow Tap In, Tap In is a Guild Ball podcast dedicated pretty much to Guild Ball, but does a few other things. Um, it's run by Antonio M. Mendez. He's a really cool guy. I've met him, known him for years and such. And then there's uh, Minority Report, which is run by uh, three guys, Terrence, Damon, and Zeke. And they talk about uh, War Machine and Horde stuff. Uh, the third one is a new Judgment podcast coming out. Um, huh? They're finalizing everything right now. Uh, but these guys came up to me and asked if we could help them out. And I was like, oh, of course we'll help any like new podcast out and get stuff done. And these three, these three new podcasts, I wouldn't say new, minor, Tap In and Minority Reports have been together. Uh, they're going to fall under the More Than Dice Network. Um, so we will be hosting all of their files and posting it up on our SoundCloud page so they can get more people to listen to them. Um, so they'll be, uh, you'll still get the same content you get normally, but now even more. Um, you will have a Guild Ball dedicated podcast, a War Machine and Horde dedicated podcast, and a Judgment podcast uh, added to your listening pleasure on SoundCloud, iTunes, and wherever you listen to our podcast at. Um, and our first one will be the tap in podcast, uh, Monday at 10 AM. We will be releasing their podcast on our network and they are having and talking about the new errata coming to Guild Ball. Uh, Antonio has been talking with a bunch of people and, uh, got some inside scoops and not allowed to post it until then. Uh, but he has joined under the more than dice umbrella. And we're just going to be hosting a bunch of other people, try to get more people to listen to them, broaden their audience, helps us out, helps them out. And, you know, we just kind of, you know, make a good family about this. 
Um, these are smaller podcasts that, you know, could use a little help in viewerships. And it also lets us, you know, broaden things. Like if we want to really talk about, you know, some warming scene stuff and like Kathy's gone, we can jump over and go, hey, Minority Report guys, jump on over. Let's talk about this. Yeah. And we can get together and, you know, it, and it's just going to be a big family. Um, Kathy's still going to be doing her streaming. John's still going to be doing, you know, everything else. Nothing's going to change on more than dice and the way we do stuff. But we're just giving you more content, guys. Um, it'll all be posted on Muse on Mini still. Um, so we're just going to put it over there. We're going to title it uh, More Than Dice Presents. And it'll be their stuff. Um, it just helps with their hosting fees, their connection to their audiences, get them more listeners, so on and so forth. Um, so just be prepared for that. That'll start up next week. Um, I'm really excited for this because this is something I think is really neat. Um, just a good old family type atmosphere. So if you know these people, go over there and, you know, give them a shout out. We're going to give them a shout out. We're going to, you know, uh, link to them, but they'll be hosting all their stuff with us. If you think there's a podcast you think would like to join our family, let us know. Um, we don't mind, you know, helping and sharing the love, especially with viewerships, because we know that that can be one thing that sets people down a spiral of, you know, I've got really good content, but nobody's listening. So we're going to try to help out when we can. So there's our big old announcement on how where the future of More Than Dice is going. Hopefully I did want to say something that uh, uh, there will not be a lot of minis and movies coming out. I just find I don't have the time and now <laughs> uh, that I am doing two theoretically weekly podcasts, uh, it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, I might throw some specials out about minis topics. It's the movies part that so are going to be a little complicated. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you know, you're doing your little thing on Wednesday, and then you're doing you're doing stuff here. Plus, you've also got your role playing thing. So, I mean, that's a lot uh, to a do. Lot. So, I mean, I wanted to say that in case you were wondering. I mean, I might do something like I said minis related, but the movies on top of that. Woof! I don't know where I would get all that time. I gonna have to like get another I mean, life to yeah. do all this stuff. But this also brings out, like I said, a lot more content for people that are directed like, oh, what's happening in Guild Ball? Well, you can get it from the uh, tap-in guys. They'll be, you know, sending their stuff our way. Um, same with, you know, War Machine and Horse. They go more in detail about lists and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we're not hardcore into that. Um, and then the Judgment one, since Judgment is starting to take off even bigger, these guys decided they wanted to do it. And, I mean... Why not? They're starting out. They could use, you know, some good listens. So we're just helping them out. Um, nothing's going to change on our end. We're still going to do stuff on Sunday. John's going to still do his hobby streaks. Um, Kathy's still going to paint, you know, 85 million hours on Twitch, you know, because she's like that. Um, but, I mean, we're just going to add more content to y'all and give y'all more stuff to listen to when you travel to conventions. Right? Besides oh. audiobooks. Besides audiobooks. <laughs> and music, I mean, people forget we know. music. I listen to music. I just made a whole uh, a whole playlist of driving songs. Does anybody else do that? Make a whole playlist of driving songs? Because they're just ones that'll, you know, it keeps you energized, it keeps you awake, you know? Anything that's not Dave Matthews, because that puts <laughs> me to sleep on the road. <laughs> oh, oh, literally. Not that, I, not that I don't like Dave Matthews, but the music just puts me to sleep when I'm driving, and that's not good. <laughs> See, I, I like to do audiobooks when I'm driving. 
It's, it's because it's a great time to listen and catch up on books that I need mm-hmm. to listen to. So, yeah, I'm a big audiobook listener. So, all right. So, let's go ahead and go. Kathy, go ahead and tell us about your Gen Con experience. I had fun. <laughs> Sweet. All right, next topic. Let's... <laughs> for just shout laughing in everybody's ear (laughs) (laughs) i can't help it um so i found out that uh cool mini or not captain of the kickstarter um (laughs) is doing a a zombie side second edition kickstarter which basically gives you all the legionnaires just goes deadpan Anyways, so it gives you all the things that the accessories you get in Black Plague, you know, all the little uh, trays for your characters and the, the, oh, it's cool. Cool kick or not, that's funny. But so all the little pegs and all the, the, you know, accoutrement that comes in Black Plague that never came with the original zombie side. Now you'll get that with original zombie side and I'm sure that they're going to add a few more characters because you know they yeah. don't have enough Kickstarter promo characters for did zombie you, side did you pick up the turtles Inch- Kickstarter or the turtles I did not because I didn't have extra money in the budget for that but I have friends who got a couple of a box of those and those were adorable it would be so cool to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in zombie side was funny, Kathy. Ten out of ten. Thanks, Legionnaires. I'm glad somebody is amused by me. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, kinda. Kind of. Anyway, oh, Green Day saved you a lot when you had college commutes. I have Green Day on my mixtapes. You have mixtapes. I that just was... keep Green Day's International Super Hits in my car for the that... same because it's just a good. So mix. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, when I was driving across country in the '90s. I had a lot of mixed. I still have all my mixtapes from the '90s, and Green Day did did figure into those pretty prominently. So I totally identify with that. Um, so yeah, so Zombie Side Second Edition looks like it's going to have some really cool stuff in it that you know original Zombie Side didn't have. So yeah. there's only one problem with it is that it's been on Kickstarter again because Cool Mini or Not is terrible. I yeah, but you know what? We'll, probably still hey it's gonna be fun all you're having fun with that probably still get second edition stuff me and my friends we play that original zombie side all the damn time that is awesome we're like we finally got around to playing the rue morgue set Mm -hmm. which is a little different but you know we were able to figure some of the stuff out it wasn't that different but we finally were able to sit down and have some time to work through what was different about it I don't remember any of that, what was different about it, because it was, you know, a couple months ago. But we're like, we should we should just have this set of time. And Meanoth John has joined us. Up, John? Good evening to you, my dear. Uh, oh, shit. What's up, John? But we're thinking we need to start at original zombie side and then work our way through all the seasons like week by week oh that'd be such a better idea we, where we just, seasons like the yeah like the living sort of board game thing that would be awesome i think yeah that would be a pretty cool thing to do i think oh like a legacy 
legacy version of Zombie Side would be awesome. That would oh be my awesome. God. Absolutely. I feel like I need to give that feedback to people who might, you know, know how to make that happen. Do it like if a character dies, you can't bring him back in the next one. That would oh, be yeah. kind of cool. That would be kind of cool to do. You just couldn't bring him out the next episode. I mean, episode. I'm not writing the rules for that, but I think I should mention uh, the idea of a legacy thing to some people if they haven't already thought of it. So, oh, and the other big thing, and, and we all know about it at More Than Dice, and anybody who follows our Facebook page saw it, but I did get to do a demo of Marvel Crisis Protocol What'd you from think? Atomic Mass Games, and it was so much fun. Yeah. I was I was the bad guys in this particular scenario. It was bad guys versus good guys. Although there are some scenarios where you're mixing and matching some of the villains and superheroes, which seems weird to me. But I don't I don't know the you know whatever the story is that you can play either one. Doesn't matter. You know. So mm-hmm. well, there's there's specific different like missions or whatever where you have you know certain characters. I think. And then in those, you get your points. I don't know. Really. All you want to do is throw dice down and beat stuff up. But, but yeah, all (laughs) I did in mine and the people who played the demo after mine played a different demo with different, using different characters or the mixing them up. Whereas mine was just, I was all villains. The other guy was all good. And, uh, it was, it was fun. We were, we were just punching each other. The guy was a total stranger to me, but you know he was cool. Awesome. Which uh, which which guy was it? Which guy? Yeah. The total stranger who I was playing against. Oh, you were just playing. Oh, I thought you meant like the guy that was giving the demo. No, I, I literally was playing against a total stranger, and the guy who was giving the demo was kind of refereeing us. Yeah. You know what 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 to do and where to look on our card for the information we needed. Uh, to do it and so I could ask him you know is this where this comes in and he'd be like no no Kathy that's not right it's this I mean he didn't say I was wrong he was like you know no that's for defense and right now you're attacking like of course I knew that (laughs) which is you know most of my games of course of course that's for the other part but it was and I can't remember which all characters I was uh yeah, I don't know. Right. Did, you have, did you have fun, though? It was awesome. Oh, I totally want to get it. It's coming out. Um, they're shooting for sometime around Thanksgiving, which is a good time for, you know, to release a game because, you know, pre-Christmas. Christmas, yeah. Yeah. How tiny is the text on the cards? I was able to read it without taking my glasses off. So, you know. Which is what I do when I'm looking at my phone and I want to see pictures. I have to look over the top of my glasses to see them. But with these cards, they were sitting on the table in front of me, and I could read them. Okay, so. that, that was that was a concern of mine because the cards look like they have real tiny text. They and have I was, a lot of text on them, but the cards are like maybe about six inches tall. Oh, okay, so they're decent sized cards then. Yeah, yeah, it's not like playing card size cards or whatever yeah. it's they're bigger than those uh old malifo uh character cards for instance yeah everyone seems to be going to bigger cards which is good yeah. easier to read is better Yu-Gi-Oh! i don't know what you i've never played it so i don't know uh, uh, which is funny i <laughs> <laughs> i chuckle haha 
mean that John is working on the bear? Well, yep. like the bear from BJ and the bear? What bear? No, no, it's a bear from the, uh, the, the hooch holler. <laughs> the hooch holler bear? He knew yes. what these things are. It hauls hooch. It okay. hauls hooch. I mean, at that point, you pretty much know what it is. It's, uh, that it's would a, be my car on the way home from Gen Con. There's no bears carrying you. No bears in charge of getting your car there. So. It's it's basically, it's the troll blood battle in the end. One of the oh, John, blood. have you tried this rum, this bamboo rum? It's fucking amazing. Did um, um, I will, because if it's at uh, Mutiny, like uh, Banyan said, Mutiny's right down the street from us. So... That is a pirate theme park. Hold on, I'll just type it up. Um, this is what's on the label. Whoops, not that. Did um, how did your um, uh, champions event go? I didn't actually. I didn't actually play in an event, <laughs> but I. <laughs> I well, on the Discord, we were so. I'm active on the Champions Discord, mm-hmm. the the official Play Fusion, you know, Champions Discord, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of other people that I interact with all the time on there, and we basically had a, an impromptu meetup at the Play Fusion booth on Thursday, and uh, and just hung out. We like we just sat. One of the guys flew over from England to be a a demo person, you know, so he was oh. running demos all weekend for play fusion. And, and we all just like sat down at one of the demo tables, like we were doing demos, you know, and just chatted and caught up and, and talked about the game. And one of the game developers for the game for that and for light seekers was at the convention in an unofficial capacity, working for another friend of his, sells artwork um but uh he hung out with us too he sat down at the table and we all just talked champions and you know the future of the game and you know just just getting to know each other and everything and oh my god that was the highlight of my gen con that was like there was nothing else after that on on thursday that could beat that because we were all we were looking at each other we're like this is basically the heart of the discord (laughs) <laughs> like, this is all the, it, there were a few exceptions. There were some other people that I would have liked to see there, but, you know, they they live in other countries and stuff, so it's not always convenient. Um, but, oh my gosh, we had so much fun. And I did buy some more cards, but, so the fourth set for Champions is going to be released digitally on the 19th of August. No physical cards? But the physical cards are going to be released I think sometime in November. So what they want to do is they want to collect the data, you know, from people playing the digital game before they go to print with the digital cards and catch some of these, you know, if there are any broken cards, like the last, there's, there's been three sets and each one, there's been like one card that, that, that yeah, broke as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and so they had to go ahead and you know do the errata and everything, and they 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 didn't want to have to do that, so they're like, well, we'll just you know within the first couple of weeks they're gonna know. 
Because there's so many people that are just playing so often, and they're playing and, to and break. so you don't play from, like, get the card raising, they, boom, they got it. Exactly. Well, yeah. Well, they can also stop a print before it goes. And go. Oh, we're gonna reprint. We're gonna print this card off so it doesn't have that broken part on it. That is yeah. uh, that is a next level idea. It, uh, I and it's funny because there's people on the Discord and on Facebook. Well, you know how people like to bitch, but there's people who are bitching about that aspect of it, and there's other people like it's like actually that seems like a really cool idea given uh, how crazy you know Gordrak was when the the game first came out. The uh, well, if you play Warhammer, then you probably know who Gordrak is and the the orcs and goblins. Or they don't call them that anymore. Orcs and kind of whatever. Grots, I guess. I don't play Age of Sigmar yet, <laughs> I guess. Well, I'm, the funny thing is, is, I heard about this because the local store, the owner was mentioning it. That's putting it lightly. And that's why their cards were on discount, like I sent to the picture of, because they're not going to support it anymore. Not going to get Because they think that's they're trying to cut stores out of it, not realizing they're doing it for the, you know, playtesting, the, the last level, you know, full, you know, late beta playtesting of it to catch all the final errors. That's, oh, season four, like, yeah, no, that's, that's all they're doing it for, yeah, and I guess sometime in November maybe is, it was a little vague, but I did hear November being mentioned by PlayFusion staff, so... Well, I mean, that's not a bad idea, really, that you release it digitally and then they can go, oh, guys, don't print that card this way. Print it this way yeah. because but there were, it's broke as fuck this way. Yeah, there were people who were complaining that, you know, all PlayFusion needs to do is is hire a better playtesting team no. <laughs> or they need to hire, you know, some of the top the top card players, you know, in the world to make a team that can play test, you know, right. And they're a little boutique company. They're not, they're not Hasbro, which owns Wizards of the Coast, which owns Magic the Gathering. You know, Hasbro, the largest toy company in the world. (laughs) Hasbro still has that problem with their cards, regardless of... Exactly. And that's what other, that's other people's argument too. And they're not, you know, and then everybody's like, well, what about Hearthstone, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Blizzard, probably the biggest, you know, platform for video games. They have plenty of money to throw around. And it's pure digital in Hearthstone's case. If they roll out a rata, boom, it's done. Yeah. All they gotta do is update the file. You know, and, and, yeah, so it's it's arguments like that. I'm like, look, and then they're like, but you know, Keyforge, blah blah blah, which is a totally different type of game. Indeed, you know. Well, the thing but is, is even they... so, it's Fantasy Flight Games, which is owned by Asmodee North America, which is owned by Asmodee, which is the biggest game company in the world, as opposed to the biggest toy company, which is Hasbro. Well, the thing <laughs> is, is even if you did hire the best players in the game, we've learned from all the other beta test products will be out there. Some players will hide the combo until they go to a tournament and then they will abuse that combo. Even people who are supposed to be play testing as opposed to beta, yes. which is slightly different. Yes. yes. That is such trash. Yeah. There, there are people that do that. So basically they just want to be on the play testing roster so that they can get a look at the cards and practice up before a tournament. Yes. Well, think about this. If you're on the placing roster, and let's say the set releases the next big event is Gen Con, like in the case of Transformers, if you have an inside insider knowledge, you know some bullshit tech that's broke, 
suddenly you just have a good chance of winning Gen Con Masters, and that's good for your personal brand if that's what you're into about. Yeah. <laughs> Crimson says, are we talking about CID hashtag shots fired? No, no. It, no. It's a legitimate this... problem with any open playtest. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It, so it, it just, it just kind of chaps my hide a little bit that there's people who are just whining so much about that aspect of of it and and a lot of us thinking well i thought it was a really good idea that they would put it out digitally before they print the cards <laughs> um, so the only thing i might think is they might be like privateer pass where they're too far ahead of the curve it might curve it might be too early for that and it might rub retailers the wrong way it's the only thing i worry about and based on what i heard it, it's a possibility it's the only downside that i could think about yeah but well, I, mean, I, I think that's a pretty good idea, in my opinion. Let it come out on the digital version, well, then fix the card version, and that way you don't have to do reprints or any of that other stuff. You can just let it go. Well, well think about it, Gonzo. I'm, I'm equating it to Rubber Rest getting rid of cards, which is really, it's not a bad idea. It was just too soon. Yeah. I mean, they're not so, getting rid of cards. They're if just. Hit, if you hit a great idea too soon, it's just like having a bad idea, unfortunately. Yeah. Just somebody in hindsight's like, oh, that was a great idea. It was just early. Yeah. Yeah. There are people who are speculating that uh, that they just want to make it all digital and that this is like the precursor for going only digital and I just mean, giving up on physical altogether. But I, I don't, you think, have that's a, the, I don't, I don't think, think that's the problem. I don't think that's going to happen. It's probably not going to happen. But, I mean, yeah, every company who makes something physical that costs them money in lots of different ways would love to just make it digital only. So that they're making money and not spending as much money. That's just pure business sense. Yeah. Doesn't and mean then, it's going to happen. And then other questions about it are, well, you know, if I buy the digital cards, you know, in-game, in the app, well, what happens if I want to buy the, you know, the, the physical cards? Because normally what you, what a lot of people do is they get a few boxes the, the ones who are competitive players or who want to have every card, mm -hmm. they get a few boxes of boosters and scan them in to their to their app instead of buying the digital only, where you can't take that to a tournament, you know? You can't go play some physical tournament with your digital only card, so right. you're just like, okay. well, you know, what do I do then? And no, no, you, you don't question. have cards. That's kind yeah. of a problem. So, yeah. So that's that's one of the that's one of the things that a lot of people originally liked about it was you have physical cards, so you can take them to the store, or whatever, wherever, and play physically, and you can scan them into the app and use them in in the digital uh, world. You know. Okay. Again, like Kyle's cubicle said, reiterating my point is you can be too innovative. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we'll. We'll see how it plays out. It's very. Yeah. I, I like people innovating more than not, That's, but sometimes it is just gonna end up going poorly. Sometimes, hopefully not for them. That's all we can do is is wait and see how this plays out. They're the only company that's doing it, and sure enough, you know, it's, much as I'd love for them to do it with Transformers so I could play other people, uh, but I mean, is what it is, right? Hololens. <laughs> Oh yeah, HoloLens, so you can you can have your your, your ah, that'd be cool. Virtual card, yeah. They actually are organizing uh, digital tournaments and and other digital events and stuff. So you know, we'll that's, see where where the future takes us. 
that's innovative as well. That's that's next level. I mean, okay, it's innovative. I mean, we did that back in the day, but I mean, I can tell you about playing on on BBSs where you would uh, play by post, and you know there'd be a third party who would have your deck lists in a spreadsheet <laughs> and randomize your deck list and go, here's what you drew. Yeah, and so you couldn't cheat. Boy, it. that was a pain in the butt, but it was very interesting. That's that's in- yeah, that is interesting. So. Yeah. That's that's the kind of stuff we were talking about when we got together at Gen Con. (laughs) See how I'm bringing it around back to Gen Con? But that's what what me and all these uh, uh, bunch of people from the Discord were talking about when we were sitting there at the table and, you know, and it's some top players, speaking of, who were there. Benian says I used to do Play by email games of Sif 4. Oh my god. <laughs> That's crazy. So did you see anything like really like damn I wish them I had the money so I could get it type thing? Or was it, you know, you were like, this is really cool, I wish I could get it, but I'll wait until it goes, you know open market. I would have bought into uh Marvel Crisis Protocol. But also possibly because it's Dallas's, you know, baby, and he's working there, and I would want to support that. Mass mm-hmm. Atomic Mass Games. That's that's the company that he's working at, yeah. and I think it's really cool. But what did uh, you? There really wasn't that much that I saw that just made me that pulled me in and made me want to try it this year. Um, what did know. you think about the miniatures? Because you got you got to actually physically hold them and touch them and so on and so forth. What did you think of the miniatures? Did they look really good sculpted? Did they? They you know, were, what, yeah, they what, were. Because that was uh, some people were like, you know, they look big because someone put them next to a. You Primaris know what? Marine. They are they are bigger size because I took a picture of uh, Captain America next to Tiny Kathy, and Tiny Kathy is true twenty eight millimeter scale, and uh, and Captain America was. He was patting her on the head. <laughs> well, yeah, the best example like, I like a people, little kid. <laughs> so yeah, the best example I give people is that a Primaris Marine is basically the same height as Black Widow. This might have been thirty-five millimeter. And they're, they're supposed to be forty, and yeah. I think that actually fits. Forty. Our... Well, then okay, because I'm just estimating. Yeah. Yeah, the forty millimeter is where they're supposed to be at, but. Some people are like, they're like 40, but are they skinny? Are they, you know, wide or whatever? And I was like, they look like to be good size. Yeah, they seem appropriate. So I'm looking at Minoff Johnson. The Crucible for Keyforge is pretty great. I'm just, I caught my eye because I have a bunch of Keyforge decks here that I got my hands on. And I've never played, and I don't know anything about it. And uh, I haven't found anybody to play with yet, so. (laughs) Pretty simple game. You know, John says, oh, Kathy. <laughs> like, oh, Kathy. Oh, we need to get you on Beer Forge. Yeah, that's uh, when he and uh, Rich Broutman play uh, online. Mm. Did um did you enter that's... anything into the painting competition? Oh. I did not. I brought two things, and they got buried somewhere, and then I forgot about it. And then Jim was... Uh, haul... Well, what it was is... On, uh, was it Friday? Saturday. It was Saturday, the day where you had to have all your stuff in 
And no, Jim had all his. I don't know what I'm talking about now. I'm remembering things in bits and pieces. Jim entered his stuff on Friday. It's it's kind of mad because he always has to rush to because it's at the opposite side of the convention center from the exhibitors hall. And he's working in the exhibitors hall. So he doesn't have a lot of time to go running in between. Um, So he did run over there to get his stuff entered in and run back. And that was on Friday. And Saturday I went over there and Lynn was, was kind of nuts because it was Friday night when they did the judging, but we're talking about in the middle of the night and into the wee hours of the morning that they did the judging, and she did not sleep at no. all. She oh. uh, she called me after she got back from Gen Con and told me that you know getting all the pictures and the judging and stuff and getting it all done. Yeah, she she was like, I didn't get home, I didn't get in my bed till like five o'clock in the morning or something. It was just crazy, and so and then the. The person who was supposed to be helping her out that day um, was sick. She wasn't feeling good. So I'm like, well, geez, Lynn hasn't slept and everything, and I'm not doing anything, so I'm going to help her. So I ended up, you know, helping wherever I could, which also turned into me running, hauling ass over to the exhibitor's hall to get some prize support from a couple different companies and go running back right before the awards ceremony. Uh, and then, and then you know, helping the, the lady who was Linda, who was kind of by herself, you know. And Lynn was an amazing announcer of, of who was winning and everything, as, as you could probably imagine. I'm sorry, I have Facebook open. I'm going to close that. That was me making that loud sound in your ears. Um, so, so she was an amazing MC for the the awards ceremony, but poor Linda was just on by herself to to get people their medals and everything. So I was kind of helping hold the tray and stuff. And Anthony, I think, he, I think Anthony Rodriguez showed up to to help out with that too, uh, which was cool at the last minute. But I was like, oh my god, I just need to stay. So I ended up staying there until I didn't eat supper, I didn't eat lunch. Um, which is very unusual for me. Well, I did eat supper eventually, but my friends were doing True Dungeon, and they were our ride that we were carpooling with, you know, to the convention. And they were in True Dungeon, thank goodness, because by the time they got out, I was like, we're on our way to eat food at, like, 8.30 at night, finally, after the awards stuff was done, and we were handing people back their models and and everything. Um but it was, I mean, it was, it was pretty good. I thought uh, now, it was kind of the first time that Lynn was, was running the the competition or it was a different way she was doing it this year than how they had done it last year. So, you know, it was, it was, it was all a kind of a, a grand experiment this year. So let's talk about that because I, I want you to explain it because there was a lot of people that were confused and up, some people were upset about how this happened. Nobody won gold at the competition. That is correct. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a bad that is, that is, I, I was not a judge. Oh. Uh, I could not judge 
because I was, you know, carpooling in with other people and Jim couldn't judge because he was working his ass off in the dealer's room all weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was also doing other things. Well, Jim also Um, participated in the tournament too, didn't he? Right. Well, I mean, he, he did, but it was kind of a last minute. It was like an afterthought. He was like, yeah, I should bring some stuff to throw in there. You know, and he brought all this stuff that he has in a display in the dealer's room. So he just took a few things from that, you know, to put in there. Um, uh, but yeah, if he had been judging, he wouldn't have entered stuff. And I think that's part of it too, because Lynn was trying to find people to judge this competition, you know, and I think the team that she put together is a good team, but probably half of them have never judged a painting competition before. Well, I, I would talk to Lynn cause she called me after, uh, Gen Con and her and I had a conversation and we were talking a little bit about it. And like she said, there was maybe like two entries that could have possibly gotten a gold. Yeah, she told me they were because they are on a point scale uh-huh. for for the judges, and I don't know what the rubric is. I didn't see the yeah, their yeah you know, their checklist or anything, so I don't know. But you know, it was it was you know, is this this? Or, you know, like, do you think as a judge what, you know, because we all know that it's a bit subjective, Absolutely. you know, this, this. So you're giving points based on what, and they have three different judges for each model. So it's not like one person yeah. is, is the only person judging one thing. And so you're, you're compiling up these points that these, these three people are averaging it out or however it is that they do it. But it's all points. And no one got the points enough to get a gold. And there were two entries that were just a few points shy of getting the gold you yeah. know which she, she told me about one and she was like because you know she was asking about how the painting competition for warfare weekend was going to go um and i told her i'd get back with her on that but she was saying that the one comp the one that she thought could have got gold when she got down and looked at it in really good detail she noticed some mold lines and she's like instantly i gotta count points off of that because Absolutely. that's not a, you know, a, a, a pure thing. And for the most part, a lot of people were like, no, that's cool. That's cool. Hold me to a high standard type thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There were a few Absolutely. people that, that this... didn't. But for the most part, a lot of people were like, yeah, that's that's good. I want a stronger judging type thing. Yeah. But I had said some people that were like, no one got gold. You mean so-and-so didn't get gold? You know, and I'm like, well... They had something no. wrong with their entry because if you don't Frankly, do it, you... there is nothing wrong with the entries. They weren't, they just weren't up to a, you know, and I was just talking to some people about this today um, before we went or after we were at the baseball game. Um, he's like, well, weren't there any that were up to the, you know, like crystal brush standards? And I was like, frankly, no, I looked at them. I didn't judge them, but I certainly looked at all of them. I'm like, no, there weren't. Not to that standard. Yeah. Well, well, I, I respect that decision on their part. If they've got standards, hold everyone to that. Don't bring on a curve. Exactly. This, the this light is, of fire in people's ass is like, there are goals yeah. there for the getting. Yeah. Get your shit to that level, and you will get a gold. They'll get it to you. Yeah, yeah that, that's what pretty much... Part participation trophies. No. Like when Lynn and I were talking about it, she was like, there were a couple that were very close, but we found flaws with it. And I'm like, well, if there's flaws with it, then they don't deserve it. And she's like, no. For the most part, they were 
everybody was okay with what happened. There were a few outliers that were like, well, I'm so-and-so. I know I can paint better than that. And then she's like, well, then, then do you that. you better do it. Yeah. Yeah, take, take, take a little extra time. Yeah. You know? More importantly, and this is the part that worries me a little bit, everything else you said, are, are I having a problem getting volunteers to come and judge and stuff like that? Yeah, that's the, that's the thing is, is huh. the, you know... I mean, well, it's probably do you getting want somebody quality. who's an experienced yeah. judge? Do you want somebody who's a really good painter? Well, if they're a really good painter, are they going to want to enter the competition, which means they can't judge? Correct. I mean, like, do you want a guy who's just... I mean, remember what I said about no chance of me going to Gen Con next year? If people are having problems getting volunteers for stuff, maybe I changed <laughs> my tune because I'm happy to volunteer for stuff. That shit's got to get done, too. You yeah. know, Lynn would, uh, Lynn would probably be very happy for another competent volunteer. <laughs> competent is the key word <laughs> yeah but i mean I, I i like that they held all the painters to a higher standard absolutely that's great yeah and, and i think who was it somebody Imagine said uh, learn hotel. to paint noob <laughs> i'm sorry i just read cosmic cubicles <laughs> we'll work for badge and hotel yeah. ah, ha, ha, ha. maybe one not the second one uh, right? hotel at oh. a smaller convention i would say sure hotel but at Gen Con, where you're looking uh, at two thousand dollars, maybe. Uh, nah. we'll see. But we'll I mean, see. the, the comment yeah, of paint that's, better that's, is very important. You, yeah, that's, if, that's if you want to be, yeah. if, if you want the gold, you better show us gold work, not yeah. oh, this is so and so. You get a gold. Yeah, no, no reputation. The reputation. Yeah. I mean, is it worth it? It's. I mean. Some of you guys are great, great, great painters, but you still have to deliver that every time to get the gold. Yes. You know, and I, and I respect the hell out of that. I think everyone in the painting community should respect the hell out of that, too. And if you don't, I think you guys need to think about what you're talking about, what, what you're thinking. You know, reevaluate yourself because it's not like they don't want to give someone a gold. She, I'm sure she really wanted to give those couple of people a gold, but if it ain't there, it ain't there. Yeah. It was uh, like pretty. Said, I'm more worried about the rest of it that, uh, you know, people are having trouble getting, uh, getting people to uh, volunteer for stuff. And, uh, I mean, I understand Gen Con's a big deal. You want to okay. go, you want to play. But we all got to band together for stuff to keep those things awesome by, by volunteering for what you can. If you go to a con, you got time to volunteer. Volunteer for something. Find a company. Maybe you know somebody. Just put some feelers up beforehand. Maybe you can volunteer for a little bit of something. You know, every little bit helps. Mm -hmm. Maybe you won't yeah. get a badge. Maybe you just get their gratitude. Isn't that enough? Helping people out? That's why I volunteer at Adepticon is is because the first year I was at that convention, I was like, I really like this con. I had a lot of fun. The people are great, and I want to help see it grow. So I'm going to volunteer. Me and Jim, we just were, we were like, yep, we're just going to come in and do whatever we can, what, what they need us to do for this convention, to uh, just to support it. Yeah, I mean, you can do that, but... So, and you have to. And the more people who volunteer, you think it's all bad, but the more of us who do that means the less work we all have to do individually. Mm -hmm. Means you know, if you're volunteering extra, Kathy gets a little extra time to uh, to enjoy the con, you know, that kind of thing. So think there's about always, that. There's always those people who are like, "Yeah, why couldn't this thing be this way? They really need to do this." And like, you well, know, and everybody's like, "Well, volunteer and go ahead and do it." Yeah, put your money where your mouth is. Yep. What we do locally. It's the same thing locally. <laughs> and then John spilled the paint into his crotch, so that's how his painting ended tonight. Wait, why is it ending? I don't understand. Keep going. 
keep going. Or you'd be like, well, when Jim dumped the paint all over his pants, I was like, take those off right now so I can rinse them off before the paint dries. <laughs> yeah. but I do understand that. Yeah, so, you know, this little uh, 0212 says, without volunteers, there'd be no staff at Dubcan anyways. That's true for most of That cops. is a fact, yeah. You know, we're not in this to make money. We're in this for the love of the hobby, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, I mean, think about that when you go to a con. If you can help something. If you really yeah, do something, even, something to be done better, do it even better. If, yeah, even if it's only a couple of hours yeah. at all, you know, it helps. When you cover someone's lunch break, man, you know what it's like being able to, like, take, like, a longer lunch break and sit down with some friends at a convention and just eat a nice chill lunch that can mean the world to somebody yeah so, the ability to just to go outside and get away from the noise and to just go <gasps> it's what we say about uh locally too you know sometimes you know you, you just volunteer because it's got to get done well the con it's it's that in just a smaller thing it has to get done and if there ain't more people to do it, the same people got to do more and more work. And if you come and help, that's a little bit less work they got to do. That's what happened at Dragonfall. Um, I saw on uh, the Champions Facebook group that there's a guy who is running a charity Champions event at Dragonfall, which is the local one that Jim and I are going to. So I contacted the guy and I'm like, I can help you if, you know, if you want. I'm going to be there anyways. So... Let me know what I can do to help you out. No. Yeah. Doubly so charity events. Charity events you should always look and help out. But even at a big con, just if you got time. If you're there and you got time, just see what you can do. I mean, I I was almost going to help uh, Arky Dan at uh, Nova one year just because he was looking for help. And I would, if I had the weekend open, but it was a bad weekend for some reason. But in any case, if you go there and you got a chance, just, you know, maybe in that case, maybe help Dan get a good lunch break at a con. He knows tons of people. He never has any time. Yeah. But that would help. Well, even if you can't even help, you know what's really important? Go bring them a bottle of water or a snack. Oh, definitely. That's always a good thing to do because, I mean, there are many times I've worked a convention and, I, you know, when I was doing War Machine Weekend and I would be doing the scrambles for 12 hours and that thing has to go by itself. And I'm like, I could really use a water. And then all of a sudden someone comes up and goes, here's a beer. And I'm like, can you give me a water too? But, I mean. The angels <laughs> of mercy. Yeah. yeah. And then. Yeah. I'd like to thank all the people that keep Jim fed when I'm busy doing other stuff at a convention. Or, or food <laughs> or something. Buy it. You know, you get a chance you're out. Like, mm. oh, Jesus Christ, really? 13 messages are the only because he tried to post a link. You yeah. know, our Streamlabs is, uh, is still, very uh, conservative. Yeah, sorry about that, John. <laughs> our, our Streamlabs is a conservative asshole. Oh my! Yeah. That's no linkage. Yeah, putting it all the wrong ways. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, crimson! You gotta do that, huh? <laughs> Wait, where's the T-shirt? So I mean, oh. make sure that you go out and help people and get things done because those people are working most of the time for very little or for or nothing, nothing at all, <laughs> or for yeah, nothing. Yeah, see what you can do for them, you know, if you're out getting food, like if you're out of a place and you can bring a pizza, bring a pizza back, just like a standard pizza. People will, will love you forever for that. Yeah. You know, ask them what they need, you know, if, you, if you're if you there to help, help. I mean, I look at like, what's, you know, another 20 bucks to help a bunch of people? Ain't no worries, you know? Mm -hmm. I do it all the time at work. I've One of our uh, longtime people who was not on my team, I've never had any interactions for, never met, met was 
uh, retiring, and they had a party, and her team couldn't get a pizza for her because their credit card declined. So I'm like, just just give me the cash you got. I'll, I'll buy her her pizza, and yeah. it'll be all good. It's just something nice for people. Do what you can. Bring them a dozen donuts in the morning. Yeah, I mean, if you don't got money, maybe you got time. It's, it's If you got one, whatever resources we have, we should try I, and to help other people and everything. I do like the idea of, of getting pizza for the uh, miniature hobby event people mm -hmm. at Gen Con next year. I think that, that would be a cool pizza idea because, you know, they're running around trying to keep this, you know, the miniature hobby events organized and everything. And that's, it, there's a lot of stuff going on over there. If you're local and you can park reasonably close, if you've got a vehicle, get like a case of water, keep it in your vehicle, bring it in like here's water. It may be slightly warm, but it's still better than not having water. I mean, that, that kind of stuff. We, we Just do what you can. Yep. So that's our, you know, it, it, whenever we mention volunteers, we get on that whole uh, soapbox because I think we're all pretty big at volunteering at conventions where we can. Yeah, absolutely. Or locally, wherever. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. It's just on a, whether it's a macro or a micro scale. You just kind yeah. Of, well, like at Gen Con, it's not I'm volunteering for Gen Con. It's that I'm volunteering at this small department, this small little aspect yeah, of Gen Con. Gen Con's a little big to be volunteering for Gen Con in general. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are people that do, and then they get assigned yeah. to their, you know, whatever. Spots. Their posts. But, yeah, their posts, and they have posts, and you have to follow strict rules. Many a games day, I know the feeling. Yeah. Many, many. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, apparently that was Gen Con and a rant. Or yeah, that well, yeah, that was the that was the volunteer. If you don't like the way something's running, volunteer and go ahead and be in charge of it yourself, so that you can do it the way you want to do it. Mm -hmm. So I think that did. Oh, also, when we got home, I mentioned to Jim, I was like, they never put the War Cry stuff out at the Games Workshop booth until Sunday, Ooh, because wow. I guess that was like, I don't know, some release thing. I don't know. Anyways, so. If it was there on Thursday, I might have been tempted to pick up the starter box. So I mentioned that to Jim after we got home and he went and ordered me a starter box off of uh, um, miniature whatever. Market? Yeah. I couldn't, like, I couldn't remember that. <laughs> yeah, so miniature market. Yeah, he, he ordered me the, the starter box. So I have that in the mail on its way to me, which, yay. So we're going to have, like, a Assemble the Terrain Day and or Die Trying because, man, that terrain is so spiky. Yes. Yeah, but it'll be good. Man. I mean, if it's, if it's anything like the Kill Team Terrain, I, mean, I was very impressed with the Kill Team Terrain. It's amazing. I have already put together some for uh, when we were at the Adepticon picnic. We, we had a little preview of it. And so I did put some together and I didn't draw blood, but I did stab myself a few times. Yeah. Not I mean, that's the problem with chaos. No blood was shed, but you know, give it time. If you worship <laughs> the proper gods, their stuff's more rounded and less spiky. Watch the videos on the terrain assembly. You know, it never occurred to me to record us putting that stuff together, but now now that Legionnaires mentions the watch the ter the videos on the terrain assembly, I think uh, I think Jim and I might have to record ourselves uh, putting together and and stabbing ourselves. And stabbing yourself. It's the inevitable stabbing and and the then sub the subsequent swearing that follows. You know. Well, 
I have that idea of uh, downstairs at uh, you know Casa de Banion. Whoever get that damn uh, box spring out of the uh, living room, getting a nice game table, maybe getting some cameras to put out on it. And there are all sorts of stuff like that. Legionnaire says if you don't watch the videos, you can't use all the versions. I guess I have to watch the videos because I don't know what all the versions are. Uh oh. That's some guerrilla marketing there. Right? With, with, with the UE, not, not no. I'd also, I'd also like to give two shout outs um, for my housemates. We, we went in an, on a house together. Uh, Charity and Trevor at Armored Wolf Studio. They do leatherworking and they, oh. they take it to conventions and renaissance festivals around the country. They're based in Alaska and they do all of the hand tooling and cutting and assembly of all their leather goods. And uh, they are armored, spelled A-R-M-O-U-R-E-D. <laughs> Wolf. So, you know, look them up if you want. They make some really amazing dice pouches. Like, really cool. Like, you could do an injury to somebody. There, I'm just going to type it into the chat here. Just make sure it's not a link. Sorry. That's actually funny. So, yeah. There you um, go. And then, uh, so, so they were there, and they, we've known them for a long time so uh and then ck studios which some people may be familiar with that's kat jackson and caleb wissenbach who do the airbrush classes around the country well around the world now um and so they were there teaching airbrush classes but we were also we were all kind of carpooling in every day and uh and they're they're great people charity trevor cat caleb are uh, are awesome people and and we all got to hang out after hours and you know paint together or clean airbrushes together or you know socialize leather, leather work and just all of that stuff so that's my shout out ck studios for airbrush classes and then they have a web page too like you can see where their classes are in the world and and what their schedule is and they have people like vince venturella and uh sam lentz also uh, working with them for uh, scheduling classes. So that's, you know, that's my shout-outs. And that's my, that's my Gen Con, so it's and media time. It is media time. <laughs> we will do the uh, review of uh, Phoenix Dawn Command later, because I'm sure John has watched like 75 movies. And we will go ahead and go over to the media section and let him do that and stuff. I'm going to finish trying to get, I got some more paint on the table and I will do that while we're doing this. So John, how many you got today? Uh, one. Didn't you hear him say that he, he doesn't have time to watch movies anymore? Almost like I'm on two podcasts where I review movies. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure you each have your exclusive movie content. You Wait, know, you have fair, a podcast fair. where you talk about movies? I mean, Panathon and John, we, we talk about movies in the media section. That's sort of where we stole it from here. Well, that I knew. Okay, but you know. <laughs> um, might be able to chat a little bit of something else, but in general, one full review is what I got, Gonzo. I have. I, and one other thing to talk about. I got, I got an album to talk about since I just got that. An album. 
Let's see. Yeah, I right. have. Where to go? One, two, three, four things to talk about. This is my shock face. I have I a show. Last week. I have a show. You have yep. a show? I have one thing. Oh, well, let me go with one of them that I just started today, then. And it, it's a quick review because I only watched one episode. Wait, can you review a thing based on one episode, or should we wait until you finish the whole thing? He's giving his first impression. Give his okay. first impression. It's not, not a That's full fine. review. A um, <laughs> it came out that we there was a new show come out called Woo Assassins uh, on Netflix. New series coming out. Um, and it's about a person that gets imbued with a thousand monks. And he has to kill everybody that's a Woo. Um, and these Woo people have superpowers. Like the, they only shown one so far. And the Woo is his father, of course. And he has the power to control fire. Um, it is very much a mafia, Japanese mafia type show. Um, and there are plenty of, you know, police and stuff like that. Um, I only got to watch the first episode before I had to go and do painting and work on terrain, but it wasn't bad. Uh, it's in English. So, I mean, it's not, you know, what, what a big deal if you, you know, have a problem with subtitles or anything. Does it, does it have an option where you can watch it subtitled? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's a Netflix okay. show. But okay. what I thought was interesting is when people, Whenever he gets into like a combat scene where he has to use martial arts or whatever, they film it twice. Once as himself and then once as the monk that's taken over his body to help him out uh, with his martial arts. Because the guy really doesn't know anything. He's just a, a chef by trade type thing. So they film the, they film the scenes. You can tell they film the scenes twice during the combat. And anytime he looks in the mirror, he sees a monk in the mirror, not himself. And supposedly the monks help him with his disguise and help him when he's fighting. Because when he's fighting, he actually takes on the appearance of a monk, not just, you know, it's a monk coming through him. So it, uh, it was interesting. It's got some decent premises. It, it has some, had some good combat, good martial arts scene, decent lines. Wasn't anything wrong with it. Um, I did a quick review or quick look at what everybody else was saying about it and it's not getting great reviews, but I'll, you know, I'll hold off until, you know, there's actual, the entire thing is done. Um, they're hour long episodes, so it, it's a, it's going to be a lengthy one, but it was actually pretty decent. I enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't do anything negative to say about it. Uh, okay. Wait, I do, I do take that back. I do have to say negative. Their special effects aren't that great. Uh, when the Wu father was using the fire, it was like, oh, yeah, that's that's kind of bad. <laughs> but it wasn't bad enough that made me, you know, turn it off and go, this is done. So, I mean, it was all right. Uh, I'll continue to watch it and give a better review after I watch the entire season um, and go from there. So, take a look if you like martial arts show. It was pretty good. Uh, it's got some. It's got some good artists, good martial artists in it too. So, um, check it out. So I can segue from yours into mine. So I'll go into mine. 
Uh, Bane and I watched uh, the best Punisher movie. That would be the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. And I will stand by that fucking statement. How old is that one? Uh, 80 something. Mm-hmm. Maybe 90. Let's, let's, I, Imdaba, save me I from. I was thinking Dolph Lundgren, 80 something. 89. Dolph Lundgren and Lou Gossett Jr. Right on. So, um, this is sort of a Punisher's been around for a year movie, so it, it's it reminds you a lot of a Mad Max movie, the later Mad Max movies, where Punisher's not necessarily the main character of the movie so much as that he's in other little stories. It's more about the Yakuza coming and trying to take over the mob because the mob is weak because the Punisher's been killing motherfuckers, like the Punishers want to do. <laughs> Punishers kill people. Wait, with the name like Punisher, you'd think that he would be nicer. Uh, that would be the Paddler, someone else entirely. The That's paddler. a whole different genre. I mean, it could be the same genre, just, you know, <laughs> just don't make it weird. Well, you know what, yeah. No, it's already it weird. weird. It's weird. <laughs> uh, so, Dolph Lundgren actually makes a pretty solid Punisher. Punisher, he's very conflicted, you know. You know, they have some voiceovers of him talking to God like he is innerly conflicted, which is interesting. Um, Luke Gossett Jr. is solid in the movie, as Luke Gossett Jr. always is. You know, he's just an detective. He was his old buddy. There's some solid moments there. Um, as an 80s movie, late 80s movies, they were not really looking for a sequel, but they did set potentially one up. Um, and overall, it has better action scenes than both the other Punishers, because honestly... The Punisher Warzone scenes are fuck awful, and the Punisher with Thomas Shane only really has the one good scene. The other ones are either very one-sided or just really odd. So, much better overall. The fight choreography is solid, rather than have the guys wait for him to show up. The guys are showing up and attacking him immediately, and they just stagger them to a point they show up you know, in one-on-ones, which is cool. It's a good fight choreography way of making sure you don't have to do that stupid stand there and wait to fight one-on-one. Um, being a fan of this kind of stuff at that time, uh, I had a magazine about martial arts where they did a review of the movie, and they mentioned that they had to get actual martial artists instead of stuntmen because the because Dolph Lundgren was too hard on the stuntmen. <laughs> which is an awesome thing to say. That's pretty um, funny. It's, it's very 80s at points, very late 80s. There's a couple things you're like, uh... It's very kind of that mid-range. You're shocked that Golan Globus doesn't show up as the ones producing the movie because you're like, it looks like it's a Golan Globus movie, which, you know, it's solid quality, not great. Um, Dolph Lundgren's solid. The bad guy who, he's one of those guys you'll notice. It's uh, uh, Jerome Crab. He's been in a million things. A million things. You will recognize him. He is solid as normal. Um and uh, it's it's pretty good. I give it. Uh, I'm still going to give it about two ish space herpes because it's still not great. It's still pre standard action fare from late '90s, but it's enjoyable. Has a solid enough plot, and overall, I think it is the best of the three Punisher movies, which utterly shocks me. I thought it was going to be the Thomas Jane one, but those two are kind of neck and neck. But I give the Dolph Lundgren one a slight edge in better fighting and combat and less really odd tone. It's pretty consistent tone through the whole thing. Um, I still think if you're wanting a good, solid, you know, Dolph Lundgren action movie, you should go for Showdown Little Tokyo instead. But, hey, that's just me. 
Kathy? I'm just thinking about Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I mean, Dolph Lundgren's awesome. I wish he had a bigger career. Uh, so, I watched the final season of Santa Clarita Diet, which was, oh my god, I just snort laughed through the whole thing. Like, <laughs> did they give it a good laugh, ending? Snort laugh. What, didn't you, weren't you there? I mean, didn't you watch that? I haven't watched the final season yet. Oh, I thought you had. No, I hadn't watched the final season. I thought you had. Okay. They did. They did. There was closure and everything, and and I enjoyed it. And the only reason I would give it a couple of uh, uh, space herpes is only, well, I guess if I was doing shots, it would be shots. Because it it just, it's so silly and fun. I just feel like just drinking, having a couple shots would just be like (laughs) part of the, you know, but not space herpes, I guess. Um, no space herpes. I love the shit out of this entire series, all three seasons. Uh, I I love the the head in a jar or in a vase. Um, I loved that. Now I don't think I'll spoil this for anybody by saying the the head is rotted. It, it's no longer Nathan Fillion, but I didn't realize that the voice was Alan Tudyk. That's <laughs> Which hilarious. Firefly fans will know is connected to that. So I, I enjoyed that little little bit of it. Um, but but the humor, I, I love the humor of this. It's just so over the top. And it's once again, the you think it's going to do one thing, and then it turns around and goes in a whole different direction that you're not expecting. And that's something that Jim and I both liked. It's just not predictable like like a lot of the series that are out there where you can be like, oh, yeah, I could see this is obviously going to happen based on all these other things that have happened. And you're like, whoa, that was unexpected. There were a few scenes that were uh, gory, and I don't mind that, but it did surprise me a little bit just how, you know, like the, the one... I forget if it's an arm or a leg that just, like, flies out and hits the back of this storage facility with the the big blood splatter and everything but it it just it cracks me up drew barrymore and what's his name timothy oliphant is that his name yep um just do a really good job of being just kind of dealing with this crazy nuts situation and you know their daughter and you know her friend and and how they all have to kind of work through this as a family unit. It's, I mean, it's interesting the way they tie all this stuff together. And yet it's still this hilarious uh, bloody zombie thing. I'm glad they were able to give it an ending because that was one I was concerned about. Because when they said it was over or it was, you know, canceled, they didn't... um, it wasn't out yet. The final season wasn't out yet. So I was like, oh, hopefully they'll be able to give it a, an ending and, you know, the story will be over and give it, a, you know, a final ending type thing. I, I will miss the characters. I, I the, uh, They just had something I would love to see what they do in the future. But, you know, who knows? Maybe someday they'll they'll bring something back or do a spinoff. I don't know, but probably not. I love that. I saw that. I saw that one one episode was directed by Adam Arkin, and I'm like, wait a minute, what? And then, and Jim's like, well, who who's that? I'm like, well, you know, he was an actor, and 
in the, you know, what would you say, like 70s, 80s, 90s? Or Alan Arkin? He's had a good career, but Adam Arkin? He was in, uh, he was even in Northwest, Northern Exposure, I mean. Uh, I don't know Adam Arkin. For a little bit towards the end. But anyways, uh, and then he appears in the next episode. I'm like, that, that's Adam Arkin. Okay. Uh, I, I do recognize him by face. Yeah, yeah. So... But yeah, I thought that was uh, that was kind of fun, and yeah, so yeah, I enjoyed it. So, what's your next thing? One Gonzo. of you? <laughs> you only had the one thing, so Gonzo. Um, oh, but I'll talk about it in a second. Plus, I can give a a quick review. I don't want to give anything more than a quick review, though. Because... Uh, I watched the entire season of Dairy Girls. Um, which is about a bunch of teenage girls that, you know, during the eighties and such, you know, trying to go through the NRA and dealing with all that stuff. Uh, and it's about them, you know, living, they, they have to, the IRA, right. The Irish Republic. Yeah. Did I say something else? I'm sorry. You said NRA. NRA. It's very funny now that it's IRA. Yeah. Yeah. A lot different, but yes, it's about them uh, doing that, and it, it it's about teenage girls uh, being silly and stupid and trying to get away with shit, and their family. Um, it's if you like British style comedies, of course you'll love this. Uh, I've already the the first season was it was good. Second season is just as good as the first. It. Um, has some great comedy. My only big complaint is we only got six episodes and they're 30 minutes long. So well, that's British TV series for yeah, it. Yeah. Really Never complaint. enough. But, but, but just, I mean, I, I think the American, you know, 22 to 26 episodes an hour long <laughs> with commercials is like bullshit. Just do as long as you need. There's yeah. too many, too many series out there that have these pointless bullshit episodes, I'm talking about you, Star Trek Voyager, that don't belong in the overall <laughs> series that you could cut out if you could just make it as long as it needs to be. Yeah, and, and, and I understand that, that, but I mean, I was like, I want more. I oh, wanted fair. more of the series because well, the series was a lot three. of fun. Uh, hopefully they're going to do a season three. Um, it, was, it was fun. It was good. It was still a great show. Uh, still good comedy. Uh, still good going around with it. There wasn't anything wrong with it. Um... And maybe, you know, just because a one space RP, just because it was such a short season. And I was like, dang it, could have gotten done and got more done with it. But, you know, that's just what it is, what it is. It was really good. I had a blast watching it. Wanted to see more. I, I like the characters. The characters are fun. You know, so on and so forth. I really liked it. I think they, I hope they get another season out of it. And I hope they, you know, the characters come back for more because there's some funny shit that they do. And, and, it, and it's good. Like I said, good British-style humor in it. So, I liked it a lot. John? Cool. Well, as a real uh, curveball, I'm going to talk about an album because I backed the Cybertronic Sprees uh, remake of the 1986 uh, Transformers The Movie Soundtrack. (laughs) And that just delivered uh, this week, and it was pretty cool. Uh, it's cool to see them cover songs that are not really in genre for them because they, I mean, I'll be honest, while I enjoy them, they're not great band talent-wise. They're solid. But uh, it, watching them cover stuff, they got a lot of heart for it. And it amuses the crap out of me. 
Uh, it was very enjoyable from beginning to end. It's only about 40 minutes long. Uh, they even cover the instrumental stuff, which is super cool. Uh, they cover Dare to be Stupid. Um, they cover, of course, The Touch and Dare and all those, and the alternate, the alternate Transformers theme. That was usually covered by Lion in the original soundtrack. I, of course, know this because I own the original soundtrack, because I am that kind of geek. And, uh, yeah, it amuses the crap out of me. Um, I would say check it out. It, it wasn't very expensive. Uh, I like uh, supporting small bands. And they do a cool stuff. Go to a lot of cons and stuff. Um, I actually hope they put out a real one with some of their other anime covers. They do a cover of the theme from One Punch Man. That's just freaking awesome. <laughs> um, but, yeah, check them out on YouTube. Uh, you know, maybe pick it up if you're interested in that. If you're a Transformers geek like myself. Uh, I give it... Uh, I give it... One space repeat just because, I mean, obviously they have limits. Uh, their voices are not quite as good as they'll do in those songs necessarily. Uh, and they all they all dress up in costumes on the stage. So I will say RC's voice is very good, but not suited for everything. And Hot Rod's voice is not quite as good. But I understand that singing is a talent you can hone. It's a skill you can get better at. So I'm looking forward to them getting better and uh, did enjoy the crap out of it and got my money's worth. And at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for, right? As long as you're happy with it. Yep. So, uh, if Kathy's got nothing else, Gonzo, go ahead and give us something else. Um, one of them that I did was I watched the entire season and last uh, season for Orange is the New Black. Um, it's like one of the, if you really think about it, it's one of the first series on Netflix that actually kind of put Netflix on the map. Oh, yeah, that, wasn't uh, that their first original series? Yeah, that was like one of their first original series and really put Netflix on the map for doing series. Um, okay. As everybody knows, it's a, it's a story about a, a girl or a woman that does a crime and has to go to prison and her time in prison. Um, and, of course, it branches out and goes crazy from there. Uh, it was the final season, and it was they were trying to you know get everything done. They didn't do a great job of it. Um, there was a lot of loose ends that they did not do, which I was kind of upset about. Uh, they had a chance because, I mean, it was like 14 episodes in an hour apiece, 13 episodes in an hour apiece each episode. Um, but it looks like they were just trying to put too much in. There were too many, there were too many loose ends about characters and like, you were like, oh, this character has been in every season, but in this season they were in one episode. And you're like, what? You know, why don't we do more with that? You know, add more to it. Um, they did get a little political because they talked about um, camps for uh, housing um, illegal aliens. Um, so it got kind of, you know, political and personal and stuff type thing, which is, you know, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I think that they tried to, it's like they tried to add new characters into the story on the last season and you just couldn't feel for him enough. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it was kind of, you know, it was, it was kind of rushed. It, it just didn't push the way it should have. Um, overall, it was okay. There was some good, you know, stuff going on, but it just didn't feel complete as a series finale. So I would say probably like a two space herpes out of it. Cause it still got some, but you're just like, Okay, what about this character? Why don't we... Can we... Oh, she kind of maybe got a solution to... Maybe, sort of, in the thing. But it wasn't all the way there. Um, so it was it was just kind of weird. 
but overall, I mean, it wasn't bad. I'm glad that they got to finish it and it didn't, you know, go on too long. But for the most part, I think they could have done better. Especially for as big as and as popular as it got. Fair so, enough. Um, I do have one other one. Has anybody else done anything else? Go nuts. I'm going to give a quick capsule review. Uh, I did see Fast and Furious uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. Um, go see it. It's enjoyable. Um, I, I, I could honestly give it zero space herpes, but uh, it's more better rated on the uh, Kraken scale, which is why I did an in-depth re- review on Pain Without John. And it is everything you expect from that movie. If you go into that movie knowing what it's going to be based off the trailers... If you saw the trailer that said, I'm in, then you're in, go see the movie, it delivers, (laughs) it has great cameos, I mean, just do it. I knew you would be seeing that. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. John will be watching that. I mean, yeah. Not brush it, Dave said, (laughs) I've not really seen any of these movies, but I'm in for this movie. It is, it's enjoyable. I I enjoyed the crap out of it. Uh, I enjoy the crap out of most of those movies, though. Sometimes you just need to turn off your brain, good, fun action. Mm-hmm. Honestly, getting The Rock and Jason Statham in a movie together is good enough for me. That seems like a solid choice. Yeah. Turn off physics, turn off your brain, let it go. Oh, oh no, no. It left physics beaten and bloody in the alley, bleeding out. <laughs> <laughs> it started off, physics was alive, but at the end, we're, we got milk cards. Have you seen Dad, I've seen some of the trailers. I've seen some of the trailers, and I was like, yeah, I don't think that. No, okay, yeah, this oh. is a physics has left the building. And, and Andrew's elbow is a bad guy. I mean, fuck this. Yeah. They, oh wow. The guys in charge of this movie know what the movie is and delivered on what the movie should be. Uh, I mean, fuck, I'm in. Oh, I love me some Idris Elba. So, Gonzo, hit us with something else. Uh, yeah. we got our last one. We only got about four minutes left. Uh, I finished. Uh, Glow came out. The latest season of Glow. Yeah. Which is, oh, of course, that... gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Um, I thought it was a series finale because I thought I heard somewhere that it was going to be ending, but then I was about halfway through. I was like, they can't be ending the series this way because it's just there's just too much going on. No, it's only season two, right? Season three. Oh, this season three? Uh-huh. That's what I know. Yeah, and uh, it was pretty good. They uh, they kind of they kind of go away from the wrestling a lot in this one. They do a lot of character development, a lot of character stories, a lot of character of away from the wrestling stuff. Which is kind of off-putting because I, you know, I want to see the wrestling stuff, but I understand. So I, I wasn't. It's not like I was disappointed. I was like, okay, so we're going to build character plot more than wrestling plot, I guess you want to say. Um, but it wasn't bad. It it it, it, it had some different things. Uh, it's now they're showing some transition in the series because they're going from like you know, late eighties and, you know, mid eighties to going up into the nineties. And so you can see certain things changing and people are changing in it, of course. And the style of the movies changing, things are different happening. People are going in all different directions um, because it's all, you know, glow didn't last very long. So you eventually can't, you know, I mean, you, you can keep to the story, but you know, the story is based on the glow, not the true story of glow. If you know what I'm saying? Um, and so, cause there's a lot of characters in there that they just, you know, made up. Um, but I did a little research and I was wondering, you know, is this a real, real, was this a real person that actually participated in it? And they were like, no, this is someone we made up, but they did hire the, some of the original people that were in glow 
to oversee and talk about things and go, yeah, we wouldn't have done that because that's just way out of our league. We would have done this instead, which I thought was a cool thing. Yeah. Um, cause they, they did a thing. Uh, you really don't see a lot of wrestling this episode, this season, uh, or a lot of things like that happening, but I mean, for overall, it was still pretty good, you know, maybe two space herpes out of it, but for the most part, yeah, it was, it went bad. If you like season one and two, you like season three. I think th- season three was better than two, in my opinion. Uh, so, they have not announced season four yet, but everyone's waiting to see if they do. Correct. Um, it did leave it on a cliffhanger, so I figured they'll probably do a four and maybe you know get something going on with that. So hopefully, I mean, it was good. I I, I I'd never want a series to end on a cliffhanger or anything. No. I want a series to always have a ending. I, I love when series get. Anything that ended, uh, I always point back to the old, uh, if you remember back in the day, the Birds of Prey TV series, or the, oh, for yeah. one of the early uh, yep. of the New Wave superhero TV series. It even got a two-hour movie sort of thing to end up, and that made all the difference. You got yeah. some completion. You got some stories wrapped up at the end of it, and that was, I mean, people love that. Yes. I mean, I would love for them to make sure that they had a series end that's always yeah. important to me to get a it's series like getting end. serenity for firefly sure we didn't get all the firefly we wanted but serenity at least gave us a good solid wrap up and all I, I try and do that i mean i wish i wish more i wish every series got a good solid wrap up there's some we're just sort of like what happened next nothing happened next the series ended sorry yeah i mean i, I hope they do because i mean it's just it, it left it on a, a weird note yeah so other than that, I think that takes us to the end, guys. It's, it is 8.30. Um, this is another episode of More Than Dice. So thanks for listening to us. We appreciate everything you do. Uh, for More Than Dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Everyone have a good night. Take care of each other. Yeah. I feel like I want to say be excellent to each other. I, be excellent to each other. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure I'm looking forward to that. But you'll feel compelled to see it. To be honest, I am in the rare minority that figures the second one is significantly more watchable than the first one. Yeah.